Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I'm so happy that you're here today, and I believe that God's Word will strengthen you to be the person He has called you to be, and also, which is very important, to do the things that He has called you to do. And I know that you certainly have some things to do. Today, we're going to be in the book of Philippians, chapter 4. Why don't you meet me over there? And we will pray. Heavenly Father, we open up in prayer and we ask that as we jump into your word that illumination, revelation knowledge from the scriptures would jump forth. We thank you, Father. Let this message be food for our spirit. Let it be our daily bread. Now we thank you for the anointing of your spirit and that your word is a living word And Father, we give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. We agree and pray. Amen. Praise God. We'll be in in Philippians chapter 4. Let me share a little information before we jump into the teaching today. I hold here in my hand the itinerary for our next tour to Israel. And the dates are May 16 through the 26th. 2022. Praise the Lord. Again, the dates are May 16 through the 26th, 2022. And my friends, as uh, Pastor Kelly and I uh, worked on the itinerary and worked with the travel company, this is going to be the most extraordinary tour to Israel we have ever done. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Again, the dates will be May 16th through the 26th, 2022, 2022. So you have, you have plenty of time to get registered and you want to get registered quickly because we're not going to take hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, we're going to take a smaller group. This is, uh, what I would call, uh, the 10 days in Israel luxury tour. And the cost is 46, 49. And that price of forty six forty nine. It includes. Uh, let me see here. All of your hotels, and let me just tell you right now, uh, there's no two star, three star hotels on this list. Every place that you will be staying at is luxury. It's first class. It's absolutely beautiful. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. We're also going at the most beautiful time of the year in Israel. Hallelujah. Now, the price of 46.49 covers all of your hotels. It covers all of your breakfast and the breakfast are off the chart. Uh, you can eat all you want and there's a lot to choose from. It also includes your, your dinner and dinner is always uh, just exquisite. It's fantastic. And it also in- includes one fish lunch at the Galilee. Now, the other times we always stop and eat for lunch, uh, but it can be a different lunch spot every day, and it's always good, but it includes everything basically but your lunch. Uh, The price includes the guides, the tips, and the taxes, 
the drivers, and your round-trip airfare. Uh, and the airfare, that would be the international portion of the airfare. We'll be flying out of New York, flying into Tel Aviv. And the travel company would be happy to work with you to get you your connecting flight from wherever you're at to New York City. Now, if you're in another country, then you would just get your connecting flight from your country straight to Tel Aviv. And our travel company, which is, in my opinion, the greatest travel agency, the greatest Christian Israeli travel company in the world, is the one that we are working with. Praise the Lord. Now, registration is going to open in just three days. I want you to get ready. And when we open up the registration, I want you to get registered. It only costs $300 to get registered. That cost goes towards the overall uh, trip price. And my friends, there are times in life when you need to treat yourself right. Yes, you need to honor the Lord. You need to be a blessing to the Jewish people. And we do that through our, our tourism and going there and uh, uh, shopping in their land and just traveling there, staying in their hotels. But let me say this also, you need to be treated nice. And you, there's times where you just, you need to say, you know what? I need some refreshing. I need a break. And if you're a married couple and you've been going through all of the uh, processes of the busyness of life with children and all the work and stuff, look, this could be a tremendous marriage blessing for you and your spouse to come on this trip. But regardless of whatever your situation would be, this trip is going to be so refreshing. It's going to be so much fun and it will be just highlighted by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yes, of course, I'm going. Pastor Kelly is going, and I will be ministering at many of the very special sites there in the land of Israel. So we're going to have a tremendous time, and I want to invite you to come along with us. Praise the Lord. Now, this trip is going to fill up quickly, so don't lose your spot. Get registered. As soon as that registration opens in about two or three days, I want you to get registered and make your plans to go. Um, some of the areas that we will be going to are Caesarea by the Sea, which is beautiful. A lot of people aren't that familiar with how uh, pretty the Mediterranean Sea is right there on the coast of Israel. And uh, we're going to go to Caesarea by the Sea. We will go to Stella Maris Church with the cave of Elijah on Mount Carmel. So this time we're going to go uh, to the cave where he lived at. Uh, we're going to go on to Megiddo. And then we will go to Cana, and yes, we will go to Nazareth, the Lord Jesus' hometown. We will go to Mount Precipice, where they tried to push him off the cliff. And then we will continue on to Tiberias, and uh, so many good things are planned. We're going to go uh, to the Mount of Beatitudes. We'll go to the Jordan Valley, to Jericho, and yes, we'll go to the ancient baptismal site near Qumran. And we will go to uh, En Gedi. I always like En Gedi a lot. If you like the national parks, and that's the national park of Israel, you like the outdoors, you will love En Gedi. And how about this one, St. George's Monastery. That's not always on uh, too many itineraries, but we've got it. Bethany 
And also, of course, we will be spending multiple days in Jerusalem, going to the Mount of Olives, to the Ascension Site, to the Garden of Gethsemane, Mount Zion, the Upper Room, and some other special things we have planned for you. And it is going to be literally, my friends, over the top. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to go to the birthplace of John the Baptist there in Ein Karim, outside of Jerusalem. And Ein, Ein Karim is where... Uh, many Israelis would just love to retire. If you could ask them, hey, where would you like to retire and stay? Uh, they would say Ein Karim. It's just such a beautiful place. We're going to go there. Uh, we're going to go to Beersheba and also to the Valley of Elah and as well the Pool of Bethesda, the Western Wall, the Garden Tomb, and just, just uh, all of the major sites. We're going to catch them as well as I believe we'll also catch some uh, special things. So my friends, I want you to uh, just mark that on your calendar. And as soon as registration opens, we'll have more information about that uh, very soon, within just two or three days. I want you to get registered as quickly as possible. Again, the dates are May 16 through the 26th, 2022. Praise the Lord. Woo, I'm just, I'm looking right now at some of the hotels. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but they're all (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're hand-selected. They're beautiful. It is going to be so much fun. I want to see you there. Please pray about that and come with us and get registered. It's going to be a glorious time. Now, I would also like to say thank you for all of those that sowed special Passover seeds into the ministry, and also the Passover seed, uh, basically, it's about to get real, which is what took place with Peter when he experienced angelic deliverance. I just want you to know, I have held um, the papers that shows me every single person who has given uh, into that offering, your name, how much you gave, and I'm praying, I'm praying over everybody that's sown into that. And while I'm believing God to do a great harvest in your life. I also want us to stay focused on a project that we need to be faithful with, and that is the completion of the parking lot project. Now, the good news is, is that we are right in the low 17,000 area right now. We're moving, and we're moving quick. Praise the Lord. But let's close this out. I would like to ask you to sow your best seed into the parking lot project. And we're going to have the entire parking lot resurfaced. It's going to look brand new because it will be brand new. And as you know, the ministry property, we're taking it through another uh, phase of beautification. And we want this property to represent Christ with beauty. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And may a harvest of beauty come back so that your whole life is beautiful in every facet. So I, I would just like to ask you to prayerfully consider sowing something special so that I can get on the phone and call the pavers and say, come on, praise the Lord. Woo. Praise God. Amen. They're a good Christian paving company. So thank you for uh, sowing into that. And we are going to get that completed together. Praise God. Father, bless your people as they sow. Bless your people as they're sowing seed. Let their lives be beautiful in every facet of their walk with you, of their relationships, every every aspect of their life, let it reflect quality and excellence. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Happy. I feel like praying a lot today. (laughs) All right. Now, we're going to go to Philippians chapter 4, and let me jump into this by saying some years back, 
I was hanging out with a very dear friend of mine, Dr. Wade Taylor. And Dr. Taylor, uh, he's in heaven now. He lived his life out, had a very fruitful, a very effective ministry. And Wade had a very funny sense of Holy Spirit humor. It would be more of like a dry type humor, but it was still anointed of the Holy Spirit. And it would always make you laugh. And he had a lot of these little catchphrases that, um, uh, that were unique to him. And one time we had got finished uh, eating like at a minister's dinner, minister's conference or something like that. And so the dinner's over and uh, we've, we're walking away from the table. And I said, uh, wait, are, uh, are you full? Is there anything else that you want? Do you, do you need dessert or anything else? He said, no. He said, Stephen, I'm all fed up. He said, I am fed up. <laughs> And it kind of had a dual meaning. Yes, he had enough to eat, um, but there also can be uh, these areas where you can sense that something is causing you to be a little bit frustrated, and there are solutions, spiritual solutions to dealing with that. And uh, Wade, uh, Wade always had these funny statements like that. So I remember one time I, I was talking with him, and I was I was this time I, I was being kind of serious, and I said, Wade. You know, I've heard a lot of ministers say that they've met you and they, they consider you to be a very, very humble man. He said, yes. He said, I'm very proud about that. <laughs> so <laughs> he had a way of canceling things out in a uh, very non-dramatic way, but sometimes a very silly and funny way. And um, a great man, great man in the Lord. Now, this thing of, of sometimes feeling fed up, the way that you deal with that is that you must climb up. If you ever have inner frustration, and and you know it's there. Something is maybe, uh, it's not moving the way that you think it should, or it's being delayed and you, you don't understand why, or it's, it's just not going the way that you would prefer it to go. And so there can come these feelings of, maybe we could call it frustration, maybe even uh, it could even lead into anxiety or anxiousness. We have means to cancel that out. And let's talk about it today. Because when you ever are fed up, you need to learn to climb up. And when you do that, if you do that, then you will find your happy spot. Praise the Lord. Now, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication is basically making request to God. That's all supplication is. I think it's, I think it's funny because sometimes in the church, we have a mindset that if, we, if we're ever going to have a prayer meeting together, for some reason, we all think that we have to label the meeting or, or the, the meeting like an intercessory prayer meeting. But I have found that there are times when the Holy Spirit leads the meeting, and there are times there's not that much interceding. Sometimes it's more supplicating. It's more asking. So I think we really need to just let the Holy Spirit lead the prayer meetings and 
There certainly will be times where you intercede, but there's other times when you are making supplication. And that's basically bringing requests before the Lord. And they could be requests that you have upon your heart or, or that of others, and maybe you're joining together uh, to pull for a person, or then and then, that, then the team pulls for another person. So that's what supplication is. It's making requests to God. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. So you have to make them known to God. Now, there are those that are young in the faith that, uh, you know, they'll kind of, uh, they'll, they'll, they think, and it's an, it's an intellectual way of thinking. They think, well, if God knows everything, which he does, then why do I need to make my request known to him if he, if he already knows what they are? Well, First of all, God made the rules of prayer, and if we want to have prayers answered, we have to present prayers to Him. So we just walk this out the way God set it up. And also, as I know so many of you are aware of, it's not just about getting a prayer answered, although that's why we're praying, but it's also the process that you go through of spending time with God, of the fellowship, of learning His ways of learning the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit that in some ways has just as much value, if not more, than the actual prayer being answered. It's what takes place while you're there with him praying. So that's one of the reasons why we are instructed to make them known to God, because in that process of making them known, we actually get to know him. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. And that is something that uh, is always wonderful. Now, we could ask the question, uh, when it says be anxious for nothing, we could ask the question, what causes anxiety? And it, it could be answered different ways. It could be maybe something's delayed. Again, things aren't going the way that we think they should. Or there could just be a, a sense of frustration because maybe you can't even quite put your finger on what it is but you know that it's not the way it, you want it to be. In other words, you're not happy with it. And when you have that sense of, I, I actually call it being fed up, then what you need to do is you need to learn to climb up. Let me talk about that just for a moment. When we go and pray, we are dealing with our anxieties, our cares, and our concerns from a spiritual position of ascending. That's what happens when we start to pray. Now, you may not feel like that when you first start praying. You may even feel like you're squirming around and nothing really is happening, but something is. And what's really taking place is that you are climbing up through the cloud coverage. And it's just like an airplane on a cloudy day that you can take off in a city uh, that's totally covered with clouds, maybe even drizzly or raining or, or something like that. But you know what? In about 20 minutes, you're going to be top, you're going to be on top of all of that cloud layer and up above it, there's nothing but sunshine. There's no, the higher you go, there's no clouds. Yes, clouds can go pretty high, but they can only go so high and you can climb above them. Praise the Lord. And so that's what's going on as you begin to pray and you begin to present these things to the Lord, as you start ascending, you start going up through the cloud coverage. Now, 
You have to keep going through the cloud coverage until you break into the open blue skies. Praise the Lord. In other words, keep praying until you have made your request known. You just need to lay it all out there before the Lord. And if something is bugging you and you're just like, Lord, this is not right. Um, This is not the way this is supposed to be. I thought this was going to turn out differently. Then you need to keep praying, keep presenting the way you want it to be before the Lord. And don't rush because you can't rush it. Because if you try to rush, uh, you you may realize the cloud uh, coverage is denser than what you thought. So just settle in and keep climbing because eventually you are going to get through your, your prayer. Your prayers are like the, the jet engines. They're creating thrust, but just keep them on and keep climbing and you're going to pop through and into the clear praise the Lord. Now keep praying until your requests are fully made known to the Lord. And then when you have done that fully and you can't, you can't, uh, put a time on that. Uh, it, it could be different. Sometimes you're through the clouds in five minutes and sometimes you're, you're 40 minutes and you're still like, whoo, glory. I mean, you're still trying to ha- just give any sense of the Lord's presence or any sense of breaking through, but just keep going. Every day is different. Every, situ- every prayer session is going to be different. But my friends, when you pop through the clouds, you pop into verse seven, which says, and the peace of God, which surpasses or goes beyond all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we have verse six, the time of praying, of supplicating, making our request known to the Lord. And you stay with that. And then eventually you move into verse seven and you sense you finally sense the peace rush in. And sometimes it can sneak up on you and you realize I have no anxiety anymore. I'm happy now. I'm not frustrated about anything anymore. Uh, So sometimes it can sneak in and you don't even notice when that actually took place. But there are other times when you like, oh, it it just shifted. Wow. Well, when it shifts, don't leave. Stay there and go further into the presence of the Lord. Enjoy the Lord and he will offer insights that will bring clarity to you. Now, I have found that this peace that is mentioned in verse 7, that goes beyond all understanding, this peace is often released by gaining a clearer understanding, really, of what it is we really want. We can make requests to the Lord, and we can actually be moving in the right direction But sometimes those requests, although we may think so, they're actually not refined enough. And while we think they're on target, they could be shooting in the right area, but they're not hitting the bullseye. And that's also why we sometimes have this inner frustration, because we're targeting something and it's actually the right type of target, but it's, it's still, it's still not hitting that red dot. Praise God. Now, when you climb up in prayer, when you ascend in prayer and you have that shift and you move into verse seven, you now are in a different direction. It's the same direction, but it's a direction that's different in the sense that it is now becoming refined. And this is, this piece ties in 
so often with a clearer understanding. And it's that understanding that releases peace. I want to see if I can open this up a little bit more to your understanding by showing you another scripture in the same vein, the same flow. Proverbs chapter 10. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 10, verse 23. To do evil is like sport to a fool. Have you ever had somebody do something really stupid and you thought it was real? Then they tell you, oh, it's just a joke. I was just joking. And you're like, that's, that's not funny. Uh, that, that could have caused an injury. Somebody could have got hurt. But you, ha- you have people like that to do evil is like sport to a fool. They do crazy things. They take unnecessary risk. And they think it's a joke. Uh, but it could hurt them. It could hurt somebody else. So those would be foolish type of people. But a man of understanding has wisdom. And I know today I'm talking to those who have understanding, who have wisdom, and you value it, and you want to increase it. But a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and that is going to happen to the wicked. But it says here in the latter parts of verse 24, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. The desire of the righteous, your desire will be granted. Praise the Lord. Now, let's talk again about removing the inner frustration by going up in prayer and presenting it again to the Lord. And the Lord brings clearer understanding. He brings refinement. Ah, that releases peace. And you begin to see that the desire of the righteous will be granted. See, God's not saying no. God's not saying no. But you have to climb up and you have to stay. See, you have to build your faith up. But so often when you build your faith up and your faith begins to reach that point, you know what happens? And this has happened many times to many mature prayer warriors. When you actually get your faith up for it and you actually climb up onto that level where you know you can take it, you know what happens so often? You're going to be on that level and you're going to get something, but it's not the one that you thought. Why? Because God has... He has something that actually would fit you better, and he's trying to unveil that to you because he's interested in what you desire. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, in my house, I, I need to buy a new toilet, and I'm going to have to go to the, uh, to the home improvement store, and I'm going to have to really pray about which toilet God wants me to have. Well, d- honestly, uh, like, since when does God need to use the toilet? Right? I mean, is God the Father in heaven saying, you know what, uh, Jesus, hold down the throne. Angels, make sure nobody comes up here and takes my throne. I've got to go, I've got to, go to the bathroom and use the toilet. <laughs> right? I mean, God's not interested in toilets. But, but, hey, if you want a new toilet, get the one you want. Because God's not going to sit on it. Mm-hmm. Now, look again. The desire of the righteous will be granted. And these desires, 
can have a sense of frustration until you ascend into a place of prayer where you begin to say, ah, my desire is in the right direction, but I didn't refine it enough. But when that refinement comes, it brings refreshment and it takes pressure off of you. It takes burden off of you. And then you get locked on to what is God's best for you. And it will make you happy. See, God's He's very considerate about what makes you happy. Mm-mm. The desire of the righteous will be granted. Will be granted to who? To you. The thing that you desire. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Now, the clearer you can define your desire, the sooner it will be manifested. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, I've, I've been in a lot of prayer lately, and I've told God that I want a car. I want, I'm ready to get another car, and I'm just waiting for God to tell me what kind of car he thinks I should get. Well, now, when's the last time God drove in a car? Does, does God need, to, need a car? Now, Jesus, I want you to get, Father says, Jesus, now, Jesus, I need you to get some things done. Now, go over there and borrow, borrow the car from the angel Gabriel and drive the car around. Go get it done. No, they don't, they don't need cars. God doesn't need a car. You need a car, though, and guess what? God's not going to drive it either. So since you're going to drive it, you it's going to be yours. You need to be the one that likes it. Mm-mm. You need to be the one that likes it. And so when you ascend in prayer and spend time with the Lord and present your request to the Lord, the Holy Spirit will come so often as he does, and he'll bring further revelation of how to refine that so that you're in your happy spot. Look, the last thing that you actually want is something that you don't want, and you take it as a substitute, or you take it as like a secondary condolence type prize or something like that because you just couldn't get what you wanted. The reason sometimes people take a second best is because they don't even really know what they want for number one best. They have never really prayed through to a point they can see it in the spirit. You have to be able to see it. The evangelist Benny Hinn said that when he was 20 years old, now think about this, he's 20 years old. He said he would see in his mind's eye, he would see himself in a white suit preaching before millions of people. And he's, you know, he's only 20 years old. He's, none of this has even started. Ministry hasn't started or anything like that. So one time he told the older minister, he said, you know, he said, so often I have these ideas that it's not even ideas like a dream or like an imagination. And I see myself in a white suit preaching before millions of people. And he said that man told him, you know, be careful because, you know, um, that's, that's not God. That's, you know, you could you lose your mind thinking crazy things like that. But you know what? God put that in him, and he was picking up on that. And as you pray, these things, they get crystallized. And the more you pray on it and present your request, particularly if there's frustration about, Lord, why is it not happening? Or, or, or you know, so often people ask beyond 
what they should be asking for. And that's why there's also a frustration because they're wanting to carry something that the faith level is actually not there to carry. And that can also create an inner frustration. And you just want to get fed up with it and say, I'm done with all of it. No, go back in prayer, bring it back before the Lord and just say, Lord, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm somewhat frustrated with this. Uh, it's touching also the area of anxious and I, I want to deal with this. I want to bring it before you and the Lord will help you to refine it. And you will reach a point. You will reach a point where it gets so refined. You'll actually see it. You'll see it in the spirit and the peace of God will rush into you and you'll walk out of your prayer time after it's all complete. And you'll say, it's going to happen. I absolutely know it is going to happen. And that's the peace that guards you, that protects you. Praise the Lord. You think about Joseph and the glimpse of the future that he saw with his own parents one day would bow down to him and all of his brothers would bow down to him. And he shared the dream that he had. And they thought, oh, that's the craziest thing we've ever heard. That's, that's, that's ludicrous. I mean, his brothers are really against it and jealous and stuff like that. And even his dad was like, whoa, whoa. Now you've really, uh, you've gone too far, Joseph, on this one. Although his father thought, hmm, hmm. He knew there was probably something to it, but he couldn't, couldn't get a hold of it because it was out there. But my friends, I'm telling you, God puts these desires in you, but you have to refine them and you have to literally hit it right on the mark or it can cause uh, a frustration, a frustration. Mm, 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 mm. The desire of the righteous will be granted. And the further you can refine that desire, not what God wants, now, we know it, it should be pleasing to the Lord. It should never displease the Lord. But it's not God's desire. It's the desire he put in you. Well, Pastor Steve and I, 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 I shouldn't want this. No, no, hold on a minute. You should want it because God put it in you. But you have to refine it because it could be 10 different variations of it. It, it could be 100 different variations. And so you're, you're moving towards it, but you have all of these different options, variations, and different, you know, different levels of it. So you have to get it just right. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that as you pray, he will help you find your happy spot. And when you finally find your happy spot, peace, there's, there's the most supernatural peace. <laughs> so some of you have been a little bit frustrated. You've been like my friend Wade was. I knew why he was fed up. There was something that he was fed up about. It was a, it was a thing that he couldn't get the answer on. <laughs> and he wanted it really bad. And I, sa- I, I, actually, I actually said, like when I saw him a couple of weeks after that, I said, hey, I said, the Lord's going to give you this. And when I said that, he said, that's it. He said, that's the thing that has been like frustrating him or causing like an anxiety because he wanted it because he was trying to, he was trying to hit it. But I could somehow see that that fit him really, really good. And that was the Holy Spirit helping me to do that. And it made him really, really happy. And let me tell you, when you see it clearly, that desire that God has placed in you, and it's not general, it's specific and it's refined. Oh, whoo, you're hot. You're hot, hot, hot 
on the trail. Mm -mm. Glory to God. And you're going to get it. Just like the scripture says you will. And the desire of the righteous will be granted. Listen to me today. God's not a trickster. God's not some kind of a, you know, strange person that likes to get your hopes up and then dash them and think that's some kind of a joke. No, that's what the foolish do. To do evil is like sport to a fool. God doesn't play games. He has, he has humor and he has joy. Holy Spirit, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed sometimes at the humor of the Holy Spirit. I've had the Holy Spirit tell me some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. There's no comedian who can touch him, but he's, he's God. So you keep the reverence there, but you don't, you don't fear God. God loves you. And the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to you and I, but my goodness, the Holy Spirit, he is so for you. He so loves you and he's with you all the time. And he can, he can, I've had him say to me some of the funniest things I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. And it, it'll always lift you. And it'll always make you love the Lord more when he speaks. Now, the desire of the righteous will be granted. It's going to happen. It's going to come to pass in your life. But the more you can get it refined until you know, until you can see it and not just see it, see it clearly. And that has a lot to do with what you want. Mm -mm. But you've got to get it right. If it's, if you're undershooting, you won't feel right. If you're overshooting, it's going to feel stressful. That's no cool. That, that's not cool for sure. So it's got to be right. It's going to fit your faith. Number one, it's going to fit your faith. Your faith is like, I can take that now. Yes, it's something I haven't come into yet, but this is not crazy stuff. This is something I can reach. My faith can reach this. So what are you doing? You're ascending. You're coming up and you're climbing and you're like, I can get this. I'm not that far away. I can take this. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Glory to God. And when it, when it fits you in the sense, yes, I like that. I like it. Actually, the more you look at it, the more you like it. The more you start thinking about it, you're like, yeah, that's it. The other stuff was good, but that wasn't the bullseye. Mm -mm. And so what happens when you're in that happy place? Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication that's making request. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You need to spend time in prayer with the Lord. Mm. Spend time in prayer. I mean, put it all out there. Mm -hmm. Do your part. Do your part. And the peace of God. See, then you get into verse 7. But you have to do verse 6 first. Verse 7. And the peace of God. Stop and think about that just for a moment. The very peace that God has, that's what's released to you. It's the peace that he has. The peace that he experiences of total tranquility, that is what begins to touch you when you have prayed and brought it all before the Lord. And it's beyond anything that the earth, the natural world knows. Hallelujah. And the peace of God, which surpasses, it goes beyond all understanding, any type of even mental comprehension, although it'll definitely touch your mind, but it's, it's, it's a spiritual thing that washes over every facet of your being, spirit, soul, body, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Praise God. God has not said no. God's going to do it for you, but you've got to get it zeroed in. And when you get zeroed in, 
so that there's no doubt at all. Zero doubt. I'm telling you, you're at the threshold. All you're doing, doing after that, you're just walking through the door. Mm-mm. My friends, we need to be a praying generation. Um, we need to be people that that do these things. Praise God. And uh, don't don't allow yourself to slip into a life where you tolerate like a perpetual frustration of not coming into it. Just stop and pray and bring it all before the Lord. Your frustrations, you're being fed up, however you want to word it or phrase it, bring it before the Lord and you'll find out that these frustrations or anxieties are because even if you're going in the right direction, you haven't, you haven't got it right. You've got to get right on it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And you're going to lock on. You're going to lock on completely. Praise God. Now, Father, I pray for your people today. Let there be supernatural revealing that will bring that peace so that they know that they know. Let them put the prayer time in. Thank you, Father God. These are things that are literal walking out the Christian life, what we would call, this is where the rubber meets the road. We have to do our praying. I pray, Father, that your people would not try to escape verse 6 and somehow try to jump in verse 7 without having done verse 6. So, Father, we thank you that verse 6 is the solution. Verse 7 is the icing on the cake. Father, let your people seek your face because you're longing for them. You're longing for your sons, your daughters to come before you because you're for them 100%. And all heaven is ready to back them up. So, Father, I thank you that the desire that you have placed in their heart, it is going to be granted. They have to, they have to, have to have it right. They have to have it right. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father God, that as they pray, revelation is flowing and peace is being released. Frustration is being removed. Now, Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit's going to do some things to confirm to you that you got it right. That you got it right. Oh, you're you're going to go through the inward witness. Why? Because you have found your happy spot. You're like, that's it. That's it. That's it. I was close. I was close. I was warm. But now you're, you're blistering hot. That's it. That's it. That's it. When you get it right, manifestations of, how can I say, uh, witnesses, um, they will come. They will manifest. Things will pop up through supernatural witness that this is the right path. This is it. Now, now stay on it because it's going to happen. And so you will receive, that's the word I'm looking for, confirmations, supernatural confirmations that are delicious. They're spiritual. Woo! They're spiritual things that you just consume in your heart. Woo! Confirmations he's going to do that are so supernaturally silly that you couldn't have, you couldn't fabricate it. It's God doing it to encourage you. So, Father, I thank you that as they get it right, you're going to confirm it. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you're watching today's program for the first time, or maybe you've watched uh, uh, multiple times, but you've never made Christ the Lord of your life, why don't you do the most important thing, which is to have your life right with God? Praise God. Mm -mm. 
That, my friends, is where true happiness begins. If that's you, pray this prayer after me. You can pray it out loud. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away. I give my life to you. I turn away from the sin of the world, and I look to you. Jesus, write my name in your book of life, and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name I pray, amen and amen. My friend, welcome to the family of God. I'm so glad that you have given your heart to Christ. Amen. Now, all of us as a church family, let's take Holy Communion together. And if you've just given your life to Jesus, you can do uh, that with us as well. I would like to invite you to grab some unleavened bread and grab some grape juice. Praise the Lord. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it in the name of Jesus, Father, and we set it apart as holy. This is now the body and the blood of Christ our Savior. And Father, as we receive his body, we thank you for your precious promises in your word. And Father, we thank you that as we receive the body of Christ, we are mindful that the Holy Spirit is going to help us to crystallize and see the specific request so that our requests are right on the mark. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We praise you. In Jesus' name, we now receive, Father, the body of Christ. Let's partake together. You know, when you see what it is that God has put in you, and you know it for a fact, and you see it so clear, what do you do? That's what you ask Him for. That's the thing you ask Him for. And I gave an example earlier of Pastor Benny Hinn, but another example in his life is coming to me when he talked about the time that he was just barely beginning his ministry. And he had a vision, and in the vision he saw a great cloud of witnesses, those who were in heaven, the saints in heaven, and he saw this great cloud of witnesses, and they were all saying, ask the Lord for an international ministry. And he thought, well, you know, should, should I do that? Why, why would I do that? And they were cheering him on, ask the Lord for an international ministry. And he did. Aren't you glad he did? Aren't you glad he didn't just say, Lord, you know, let me just minister around town. That's enough. No. He asked the Lord for an international minister, and the Lord gave it to him. Now, another well-known minister said that he had just gotten saved. This was when he was uh, just starting off. He, uh, he was a brand-new Christian, and he said while he was sitting in church, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, go to the front. This is Jesse DePlantis, by the way. The Holy Spirit spoke to Jesse DePlantis and said, go to the front uh, up by the altar and kneel down and ask, ask God for an international ministry. And so he sat there in his chair and said, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to do that, Lord. I don't want to go up there and, and do that. And uh, so he overrode the Holy Spirit. He didn't do it. 
But sometime later, I think it was about nine months later, nine months or a year later, uh, the Holy Spirit moved upon him again. And the word of the Lord came to him, go up to the front of the church. And this is during, you know, uh, the service, go up to the front and kneel down and ask for an international ministry. And, uh, he did that time he did. And aren't you glad that he did that as well? By the way, uh, the Lord uh, told him later that he wasn't upset about his delaying and not responding the first time that happened. So Jesse said that after he did that and had asked the Lord for an international ministry, he said nothing happened for months and months and months. And he said, Lord, how come you're not doing anything? How, why is it taking you so long? The Lord just said, well, that's, I just want you to know what it's like uh, when I'm denied, when I want is told no or not responded to. I just want you to know how that felt. <laughs> I said, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll never delay ever again on anything that you tell me to do. Praise God. I thought that's pretty cool. And by the way, perhaps you've noticed my ministry name, Stephen Brooks International. Notice it's not Stephen Brooks Local. It's Stephen Brooks International. Why? Because I had this thing inside of me when the ministry was just getting incorporated, you know, over 20 years ago. When I was just incorporating the ministry, um, I think that was 23 years ago, I knew in my heart before I had ever even gone to other nations, I knew in my heart that this is supposed to be to the nations. So I said, Lord, give me an international ministry, and I'm going to name it uh, with an international identification. Praise God. And I'm sure glad that I didn't call it Stephen Brooks Local. <laughs> Praise God. Stephen Brooks Carolina Ministry. No, it's an international ministry, and the gospel is being presented to the nations. So you have to go with what he's put in you. And if that's what he put in you, then that's what you're, you're going to have to crystallize, identify, and go after that. That's your happy spot. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that as we receive the blood of Jesus, we thank you that uh, we know that we are righteous because our righteousness is in him. So, Father, as we receive the blood of Christ, we, we thank you that you're working these things out in our life, that it's going, to bring, it's going to bring a great testimony, and it's going to touch the lives of many, many people. Thank you, Father. I ask that you would lift your people up and strengthen them, Father God, to stay with it, because they're going to see your goodness, and they're going to see your glory, and it's going to be worth it. Now, we give you all of the praise. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. In the Lord's name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive. Praise God. It's because of the blood of Christ that we are in the family of God because of our receiving. Christ is our Lord and Savior and identifying with what he did for us at Calvary death, burial, resurrection, ascension. Woo! We are in Christ. And because we're in him, his righteousness has been imparted to us. Praise the Lord. My friends, get up, get your blessing. Praise the Lord. The Lord's going to do it for you. Don't be discouraged. Again, we are reminded in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 24, the desire of the righteous, that desire that God has put in you will be granted. Now clearly identify it with laser precision and be in prayer 
and you're going to get a supernatural confirmation that you're on track. Thanks for watching. And also, thank you for your support of the ministry. Thank you for helping us to complete the parking lot project. It's going to be beautiful when it's done. And it's because of you making it beautiful. I really appreciate you, Pastor Kelly and I, and the whole team here. We love you, and we greatly appreciate you, and we're praying for you. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.